0: God, hallelujah, thank God for that determination, amen, the only people that will not be saved are those that quit, quit trying, God called you, he called you to go all the way, if you'll hang in there, praise God, sometimes we're shouting, sometimes we're wrestling, sometimes we're fighting, sometimes we're enjoying, sometimes we're enduring, amen, but stay in there, praise God, stay in there. Hallelujah. And when it's all over, we'll hear Jesus say, Well done. Appreciate the presence of the Lord today. Glad to see all of you here. God bless you. Visitors. We welcome you. close of the service today, going to baptize Sister Glenn and Brother Craig. Amen. Brother Max said, When the Lord calls you, reveals himself to you, you come and get baptized in Jesus' name, you've got a commitment then to serve the Lord. Praise God. You have taken on yourself the blood of Jesus Christ. You have involved his crucifixion in your life. Amen. As we taught last Sunday morning, you will never get rid of the blood of Jesus Christ. If you don't live with his blood on your heart, you will live with his blood on your hands. Amen. Amen. And to the Bible, Apostle Paul writing in Hebrews warned very, very seriously about those who count the blood of the covenant wherewith they were sanctified an unholy thing and do despite of the spirit of grace. Hallelujah. I thank God for the revelation of the name of Jesus. I'm glad Jesus died. But if I don't, if I don't uh, take his death with reverence and respect and surrender and obedience, then it's a horrible thing to say I'm glad Jesus died. Amen. Just think about it. I'm glad Jesus died. You don't say that about anybody else. Amen? You don't say that about anyone else. I'm glad Jesus died. A horrible death. I'm glad He suffered. I'm glad He bled. I'm glad He hung on the cross. You don't say that about anybody else. Amen. I I either pull Him to myself and embrace His death and His gospel, become a part and a partner with Him, be crucified with him, or else I'm guilty of his body and his blood. That's what the Apostle Peter told the Jews on the day of Pentecost. That's why they were pricked in their hearts. That's, that stirred them up when he made them realize, you're guilty of the blood of Jesus. You crucified the Holy One and the just. And they cried out and said, what must I do? How can I? How can I be innocent? Amen. The only way we can be innocent of the blood of Jesus Christ is surrender to Him and become partner with Him in Calvary. Die with Him in repentance. Be buried with Him in Jesus' name, baptism. Be resurrected with Him in the unfilling of the Holy Ghost. When His death is not in vain for us, Amen, then His death becomes a blessing to us and we're no longer guilty of crucifying Him. Praise God. In the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. Verse number 8. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. Everyone say in Jesus' name? I think we ought to say that together. Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. I was about 12 years old or nine and I quoted that scripture at a youth rally, some, uh, so our little program, L, Sister Florida L was the youth leader and I was at the Foster Drive Church, I was just a kid and I quoted that and I'll never forget, old sister Wilkes was the sectional youth leader and she said, you said it wrong. And I said it again, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. She said, you said it wrong. And she opened the book and showed me and since that, I've always said it right. It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, and today and forever. Never forgot that. Let's say it right. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Thank you. You can be seated. If we went up, went up a little above there to verse 6 and read several verses of Scripture, it would say this. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have no profit, and uh, which have not profited them, which have been occupied therein. Not cared about with strange and diverse doctrines but it's a good thing that the heart be established established that we may boldly say the lord is my helper i will not fear what men shall do unto me i want you to get this in your in your mind all of this goes together the lord is my helper and he never changes absolute his power is undiminished his love is not diluted Time does not uh, lessen His concern and compassion for us. Bible said His mercy is fresh every day. It is not less today than it was yesterday. It is not used up, but it's fresh again today. Just as if He had never done anything merciful and kind for us, He's ready to give us another helping of His mercy and His grace. It is not as if he ha- we have worn His mercy thin but he doesn't change he continues to love he continues to help his power god has been called on so many times to do so many things and he has responded in so many ways yet today he's as powerful and purposeful and uh, and ready and willing as he ever was because he does not change amen doesn't matter how many sinners have come to him for cleansing his blood is just as powerful as if it had never been used. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he is the same yesterday and today and forever. said we may boldly say with confidence, with trust, we may boldly say we don't have to hesitate, we don't have to waver, we can boldly say the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. I'm trusting in him and whatever discouraging things people say, our help is in the Lord. Amen. And then verse 9 said, be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines, but let your heart be established. We're not shopping. We're not running around trying to find something to go with it. We're not trying to find something to support it. We're not trying to find excuses. Uh, for living for God or trying to justify or make excuses for God being like He is. Amen. God is. He always was and always will be. His word is right. His truth never changes. Amen. And we can boldly say the Lord's my helper because He never changes. And we are not interested in strange doctrines. We're not waiting for something exciting to come through. We're not waiting to see what the next big uh, evangelistic idea is going to be that will, uh, will propel us into a realm of spiritual excitement, some revelation that someone has, some new slant on uh, the old message. Uh, we're not waiting for some preacher to come along with a new revelation uh, who can excite us and make the Word of God interesting It is a good thing that the heart be established. I want to talk to you a little while about the value of things that don't change, things that does not change. The reason that the automobile industry keeps bringing out new models is because people are vain and fickle, fashion-minded, and style-minded, and uh, always looking for something different. uh, It's human nature. The Apostle Paul ran across that. Uh, when he met the people the scripture says that they did nothing all day but sit there hearing strange new doctrines somebody come by with something new something strange it's still that way in Athens, Greece if you visit the main street in Athens, Greece they have a podium there that's dedicated totally dedicated to uh, the free speech of people who have ideas to promote and uh, all day long there's someone standing up there uh, sharing their ideas, and they're way out, some of them way, way out. Uh, and, and there's people there listening because it's exciting. Here's this guy, and he's clear off the wall. His ideas are so strange. And, uh, but people are there listening because people like exciting new stuff. Amen. And sometimes I, sometimes I almost feel sorry for y'all because y'all have to listen to the same thing over and over. But then I, I feel real good about y'all. I, I envy y'all for the rest of the world, because y'all have a chance to uh, hear the same thing over and over. Amen. Let me say it again. I feel sorry for y'all, because y'all miss the excitement of all the new sensational uh, ideas that, Wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, way out. Uh, exciting. I feel sorry for you all because you all miss all of that. But on behalf of the rest of the world and a lot of Pentecost, I envy you because you have something stable and firm and you know what it's going to be and you know how it's going to be. You know the doctrine. Amen. And there is a, a safety. There's a security. There's a stability in consistency. Amen. There are some things that are not going to change. Hallelujah. If we can't take them as they are, then we have to go off and leave them because they are not going to change. God is not going to change. Praise God. Has He ever been good to you? Then He will always be. Has He ever heard prayer? Then He always will. Praise God. Has He ever been a healer? Amen. Then He's still a healer today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, praise the Lord. Praise God. I uh, I was talking to someone the wake day before yesterday and uh, I guess there's a little mischief in me, I, you probably hadn't noticed, but uh, well, don't laugh, <laughs> there's a little mischief in me and I was talking to this couple, he left here in uh, 1941, in fact he left town the same time we got to town, his family owned the store next to the Campisa store that my daddy bought. And uh, his daddy moved and sold that store to the, uh, the Cubions cor- uh, and moved off. And he was talking about how he remembered us moving to town. He remembered our family moving here because they were Catholic. And uh, he was nine years old, but he remembered us moving here. And he said, uh, you know... Your daddy surprised a lot of people, surprised a lot of people by staying and uh, moving in here and staying, and he said, uh, uh, y'all's church has uh, has really been solid in this town, and said, so what your daddy preached caught on, he said, he caught on, yeah. amen, what your daddy preached caught on, and uh, I said, yes, yes. Uh, the town did not exactly welcome the Holy Rollers. And his wife said, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that, don't call them that, don't call them that. I said, well, that's what y'all called us back then. Oh, don't say that. I said, we have not changed. I said, I do appreciate y'all showing a little more respect now. But the truth is, we are still just what we were then. God's been good to us. And uh, it's brought us a long ways, but uh, we are the same people. We're the same church, same doctrine, still baptized the same way. Hallelujah. We still believe just what we believed then, that without repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you're lost. There's no salvation otherwise. Amen. Every other church that doesn't preach that and teach that's a false church. People are going to eternity lost because they don't know or don't obey this truth. It doesn't change. And uh, I kind of enjoy people sometimes kind of crawfishing. Well, 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 but we are still the very same. We have not blended in. And, and we're not looking for a way to make ourselves more presentable uh, to a world that will not accept truth. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no way to make this gospel acceptable to people who are not willing to pay the price. There's no way to make our worship acceptable to people who doesn't love God with all their heart. It's no use to jazz it up uh, so we can include everybody. Everybody is not included. Someone asked me, do you all have an a, uh, uh, open door policy? I said, yes, we have an open door policy which simply means that everyone is welcome to come and hear the gospel. Everyone is welcome to obey the gospel. Praise God, we will baptize them in Jesus' name if they repent. We'll pray with them and help them get the Holy Ghost. We will teach them. But no, if you're talking about an open worship policy where everyone is free to come in and worship, uh, no matter what they believe, they will be made to feel at home and included in the worship. No, we don't. We do not have an open uh, uh, worship policy Uh, we don't have a a, a open communion Uh, we do not uh, welcome everybody to come and take the lord's supper with us this is for people who have died with christ and have been risen with him amen this is not a a community church this is an apostolic church this is not a non-denominational church this is a apostolic pentecostal church with identity, with doctrine, amen. With uh, with uh, a very, very clear, well defined, well defined uh, principles, doctrines, standards, amen, and uh, and biblical beliefs. These things don't change. I say these things don't change. Now, if you're having trouble with that, if you are having trouble with that, and I hope you're not. But if you are having trouble with that, I'm going to tell you, you will not be happy. You will not feel safe. You will not enjoy the Lord until your heart is established in the grace of God. You're going to have to quit wavering. You're going to have to quit worrying and wondering and trying to uh, to figure out, well, how are we ever going to reach this generation with our old-fashioned religion. Amen. First of all, and this may not encourage you any, but let me tell you, we will never, we will never get the world saved. The world is not going to be saved. Write it down. It's already written. Amen. So don't let anybody put you on a guilt trip that the way you folks go about it, you're never going to get the world saved right. The way Jesus went about it, he's never going to get the world saved. Right. Amen. So, in the name of evangelism, in the name of evangelism, don't lose your identity of Bible doctrine and Bible righteousness. In trying to reach everybody, uh, don't lose what has always been proven true. We're not going to meet the world halfway. If we meet the world halfway, they'll be half saved and we'll be half lost. Amen? Which means neither one of us will be saved. But, uh, but God's good just like He is. God is good just like He is. Has He been good to you? Praise God. What's wrong with what God has perfected and purchased with His own blood? This is not cheap. This, this is not uh, some unfinished work. This is not a, a, a plan in the rough that has to be uh, perfected to each generation. They, they sell this furniture, unfinished furniture, and you buy it and you have to uh, sand it and varnish it or stain it or whatever. Let me tell you, this is not the gospel in the rough. This is the finished work of Calvary. It is not given to us for each generation to put their own slant to it and uh, each generation interpret it in their own way and make it applicable to uh, their particular society and their way of thinking in their day or their hour hallelujah the gospel is not uh following a popularity poll and uh, here is what people would accept uh, so here is what we're going to present uh we don't have the we don't have the prerogative of a uh, Doctoring it and altering it uh, to make it more acceptable. Amen. So don't be ashamed of your God just as he is. Don't be ashamed of what God has been to you. Uh, Don't be ashamed of where God has brought you. Amen. Exactly what God has done for you is what other people need for God to do to them. Amen. This is what the world is dying for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think right here in this town, right here in this own little town, it's very easy to see the difference. Praise God! This church is here that has changed and adapted and accommodated. I remember, I remember when the Baptist women didn't cut their hair; they didn't wear paint. I remember uh, when the Methodists were uh, very uh, holiness-minded. I remember uh, when they had. Uh, They had Bible lessons and doctrines, they had revivals, they had church, Uh, they had service three times a week, they had midweek service, and it was uh, very lively, and uh, they changed to accommodate the people. Even the Catholic Church changed to accommodate the people. They claimed to be the infallible church, but in the uh, mid-20th century, They changed to accommodate the people. The people didn't like it like it was, so they changed it. They brought some music in. They did some different things. They started talking English, or uh, I can hardly understand what they're saying, but they say it's English. And uh, they changed all of that up. They got rid of some of the saints and, and made some new saints and did some things different and began to accommodate the people. But... Changing their religion has not saved anybody. It hasn't helped anything. And neither has it helped their churches. It has not helped their churches. Praise God. And, uh, and, and God has blessed us because, because sincere people who want to go to heaven, want to be saved, they're looking for something that won't just uh, accommodate them, but they're looking for something that will save them. Praise God. And we, we're not bad people, but I'm going to tell you, anything less than this really wouldn't have done us much good. Anything less than this really would not have done us much good. Anything less than the Holy Ghost, amen, deliverance from sin, the blood of Jesus Christ, really would not have done us much good. And I thank God today for the power of the gospel that is just the same as it was on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. It has not changed. It dare not change. Hallelujah! And the reason that we can feel comfortable today is because we know that we're not drifting with the tide, we're not uh, we're not flowing with the trend. Amen. But uh, we still have a hold to the same God. Praise God that we learned many many years ago. I want to hold on to this till Jesus comes. I want to hold on to this till Jesus comes. Praise God. I I don't want to stand before God with less. Uh, than was given unto me. I want to hold on to it until the Lord comes back. Uh, The Word of God does not change. God's Word, they they come out with so many different translations, and uh, everybody's getting a new translation of the Bible. And I'm not telling you that uh, other translations do not contain truth, and uh, you can be enlightened by other translations. But I'm going to tell you, when you start jumping from one to the other... And say, well, over here, over here, the Jehovah Witnesses have 64,000 changes that they made. The Catholic Dewey Version makes a lot of changes. The new, uh, all the new translations, all of the uh, new additions, all of that changes things. Praise God. I heard, I heard one old preacher said, bless God, this is good enough for John the Baptist, it's good enough for me. <laughs> well, they didn't have the King James Version during John the Baptist's day. So let's not be silly about it. But it is a proven thing that down through the years, this translation from the original into English, the King James translation of the Bible, I can assure you, this is all you will ever need. Praise God to find truth. Amen. To follow God's plan. To know the Word of God. You don't have to skip around to all of these new kind of translations. Amen. Somebody said oh there's a wicked king that translate no no a wicked king authorized the translation but the the people who translated it were not commentators they were not religious people they were language people that's why translation of the king james did not carry an interpretation with it it did not carry commentary with it but it simply carried Word translation from the original Greek into the English. And so uh, all the other translations are religious-minded people putting their spin to it. And that's why you can feel more comfortable with strictly a scholarly, literary translation of the Bible. Praise God. I am still comfortable with a King James translation. Still comfortable with it. Praise God. Still comfortable with it. Amen. I know a lot of preachers use all the others, and, and I also make reference to some of them. But the Word of God, praise God, the same Bible, uh, the same songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Same songs. Everybody say same songs. Oh, yes, we'll learn new songs, but we're not going to change songs. We just add to it. Add new songs and keep singing them old songs. Brother Anthony sang some good ones here this morning. Praise God. There are some things that don't change. Some things don't change. Hallelujah. And, uh, and this, should, this should offer you some real security. Praise God. Uh, Brother George, when you go for your surgery this week, Brother Ronald, Brother Bubba, when you go to the hospital tomorrow, praise God, Jesus Christ is still the healer. He is the healer. Never failed. Amen. He knows where you are. Praise God, he answers prayer, he will be there. The hand of God is not short, his ear is not heavy, he can heal, he can hear, he can deliver, he can be with you. You don't have to worry about that. Praise God. You don't need somebody to come uh, to prophesy over you and say, Yea, thus saith the Lord, he is the healer. You know he's the healer. Amen. You don't need somebody to come uh, pin a little cross to your lapel or uh, some kind of little cloth. Amen. You don't have to have all of that. You don't have to be carried about with every strange and diverse doctrine and idea. You don't need all of that. Jesus Christ is the healer. Amen. Jesus is the healer. Praise God. And you don't need any kind of voodoo, hoodoo, or charismatic connotations. Amen. And connections. Praise God. Just stand solid, straight, strong on the good word of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. It's still right. Somebody said, well, we've discovered something better than the Holy Ghost. No way, because that would be better than God. Amen. The Holy Ghost is God. You're never going to have more than the Holy Ghost. You're never going to move on beyond and something more spiritual and a higher level. Amen. Than the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you have received God. Amen. Then it's a matter of your yielding to Him, uh, the level of your commitment. Amen. The time you spend in His presence, in prayer and worship and in His Word. Amen. Exercising yourself in the Spirit and letting God take control of you. There is nothing better than God. There's nothing better than His Spirit. And there's no greater gift than the gift of His Spirit to us. The Holy Ghost is always good, always will be good. Amen. Jesus' name baptism is always right, always will be right. It is not any more right today than it ever was, but it's just like it always was. This one God Jesus' name message cannot be improved on. I do believe that, that uh, preaching as far as, uh, as what we listen to, uh, I've been listening to preachers a long, long time, and with all due respect to all the preachers of bygone days, great respect for all of them. Preachers probably preach more interestingly now uh, than they did back then. Probably uh, more intelligently. And I don't necessarily say that for myself. But preachers, uh, if you had tapes, if you had tapes of a lot of the old-time preachers way, way back. Uh, those tapes would not circulate around very much because uh, the preaching was quite different then. It's just a matter of taking some scriptures and commenting on them. And that was about the way preaching went then. So we are blessed. We're blessed. Preachers are are better read. They are uh, more interesting in a lot of ways. But the message is the same. The message is no better. Praise God. I say the message is no better. Uh, preachers, their homiletics in our presentation may be, uh, they may relate better. And uh, hopefully, one, one writer in the scripture, one preacher, the Bible said he sought for acceptable words. He tried hard uh, not to be uh, offensive. He tried hard not to be abrasive. He tried to say everything right. And I think preachers try harder now. Uh, but uh, we have to be careful that we don't compromise the message in doing that. Amen. Because the message has to be preached. That's where our hope is. That's where our life is. That's, that's where, that's the gospel. That's the message. Amen. And I I want to tell you, no matter, no matter what you go through, no matter the disappointments that you face, maybe family, friends have ideas and they go into false doctrine and they put pressure on you and try to intimidate you and tell you all kind of things. Remember, nothing changes the word of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of God, it is still the right thing. No matter who fails God, no matter who goes into false doctrine, whole churches believe the truth. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change it. It's still right. The Word of God's still right. It's it's really it's really interesting. People say, well, now, now the way to receive the Holy Ghost, you have to have Holy Ghost rallies. And there are just certain people who come and teach a little bit on faith and then say, all right, now I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and all of you are going to receive the Holy Ghost. And they psyched out for that. And that's how people receive the Holy Ghost now. Let me tell you, let me tell you what still works. Let me tell you what still works. Repentance. Baptism in Jesus' name, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. You bring me someone who's sincere, witness to them, you talk to them, witness to them, pray for them, bring them to church. Amen. And we will preach the Word of God to them. The Spirit of God will convict them, touch their heart, and if they want to be saved, this will still work. God will deal with them and bring them to repentance. Praise God, they will get in the altar and repent, and we'll still gather around them and pray with them and encourage them and help them, hallelujah, and seek the Lord with them, and God will still fill them with the Holy Ghost. Praise God, they can still get the Holy Ghost that way. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying they can't receive the Holy Ghost back there, because many people do. Old Brother Riles got the Holy Ghost down twin bridges after church one night. About 11 o'clock back there at his house. That's where he got the Holy Ghost. My daddy got the Holy Ghost in the woods. Under, and I I never did know, he said under a little hall tree. I never did know what a little hall tree was. I'm going to have to ask Brother William Ray to tell me what a little hall tree is. But it must be some kind of little tree that growed over there on Violet Nash. Uh, On Easter Sunday morning out there praying, he received the Holy Ghost out there under the tree. So I'm not telling you that it has to be like this, but I'm telling you, you can get the Holy Ghost this way. Always could. Amen? And you bring people to church and let them hear the Word of God. You witness to them, live the life before them, talk to them, love them, and let the Spirit of God touch their heart. And when you come to church, you worship God. Amen? Entertain the presence of the Lord and the glory of the Lord fills the house and with the Word of God, and with the Spirit of God, and with a good example of Christianity uh, presented to them. Amen. God will draw them to repentance. We'll baptize them in Jesus' name. They'll get the Holy Ghost, praise God, and they'll go to heaven that way. Thank God, Thank God for it. Hallelujah. Uh, we're not running trying to keep up with the latest trends. You don't have to worry that, well, about the time I learned this, it'll change. No, you can go ahead and get this established in your heart because it's going to be here. That's the way it's going to be. Amen? And somebody said, Brother Majors, you ought to be ashamed. You won't let them people get the Holy Ghost. You, you think they got to get down there? I'm trying to help them get the Holy Ghost. I want them to get the Holy Ghost. But God won't give them the Holy Ghost until they get sent out of their life. Amen? And I absolutely refuse to accept their doctrine, and their procedure. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost and then start teaching them the truth. Then start telling them what's right and wrong. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost and then start helping them clean up their life. That's not God's plan, never was. It's not going to work and time's going to tell. It's not going to work. I had a preacher the other day said, well, you've got to use wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. That's right. You've got to use wisdom. He that win his souls is wise. Here's wisdom. But the Bible says wisdom is justified in her children. And I said, let me tell you something about wisdom. What you can tell about the wisdom you use is how the people turn out. And all this wisdom you're talking about is filling your church up with people, women still cutting their hair, painting their face, wearing jewelry. Amen. Some of them still smoking. Still smoking. I'm telling you, still smoking. They're using wisdom. It's showing up in there, the children that this wisdom is producing. Amen. I say it's showing up and it's filling the church full of unconverted church members. Unconverted church members. Praise God. The Bible says, here is wisdom. Here's wisdom. Sure, we have to... Be- have kindness, we have to have patience, we have to work with people with problems, praise God, but we dare not change God's order, God's plan, amen, it's repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the Holy Ghost, there's some things that don't change and dare not change. Praise God. Brother Greg and Sister Glenda, I'm glad that God don't change, amen, because God will save you. Brother Greg, just like he saved your grandmother, Amen. They used to come to New Roads when my dad preached a revival 1939 and 40 in New Roads. Brother Bay Johnson and his wife family in that little Ford 60. You know what a Ford 60 is? What's a Ford 60, Brother Mike? A little old car. That's what Brother Bay Johnson drove back then. Wouldn't drive nothing but a Ford. I remember them coming over there to those all day Sunday services. Amen. That's 1939. That's 60 years ago. You know what my daddy was preaching? Same thing I'm preaching today. Very same thing I'm preaching today. Praise God. And it worked for them back there. Amen. They ended up coming, coming to church here, getting the Holy Ghost, living for God, dying with the Holy Ghost. And here's Brother Greg, the same way. We're going to baptize you the same way today. Amen. God fill you with the Holy Ghost the very same way. Amen. Amen. Nothing different has not be glad that it hasn't changed. I say be glad that it hasn't changed. And it's not going to change. We're established in this. The Bible said in Psalms 119. Spending more time on this than I planned to. It's all right. Psalms 119. Let's look at this. It's that longest chapter in the Bible. And 89. Let's look at it. Forever, O Lord, this is so good, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Great lesson there. He said, God, when you fix something, you fix it for good. God, when you establish something, it's it's there. You set the world, you got it all going, and they continue this day according to thine ordinances. For all are thy servants. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry until, until God says so. You don't have to worry that uh, the world will quit turning or that, uh, that uh, the universe will get out of order. Until God's ready to shake it all apart, it's going to continue because God has set it. And it continues according to God's ordinance. It "Said, thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth." Praise God. Thank God that we have something that's not wish-washy. We have something that's solid and enduring. We have something that does not change. And one of the things it says there is thy word is forever settled in heaven. These are things that don't change. The Bible says uh, when trials or tribulations come, uh, don't, uh, don't think that some unknown thing has happened to you. Troubles are going to come. Problems are going to come. Being a human brings with it uh, these inconveniences and these sicknesses. It's always been that way. Everybody dies. You don't know anybody 200 years old? Then why would you expect to live that long? This is just the way it is. That's just the way it is. This this is the routine. You're young and you're middle-aged and then you're old and then you die. It's here for a while and then eternity. These things don't change. And all the medical science make you live a little longer. May not make you live any better, but make you live longer. I heard about one old man, an old lady that finally died and went to heaven. It was so wonderful, they were walking the streets of gold, and it was so pleasant and so wonderful. Finally, the old man looked at and said, Oh lady, if you hadn't have been such a fanatic about all that health food and stuff and cholesterol, we could have been up here 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> but you're going to get there eventually. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. You're going to get there eventually. It's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. There's some other things that doesn't change the devil doesn't change he's always the devil say well the devil's just worse to me than no the devil has always been bad the devil was bad when he was first when when he was thrown out of heaven he was a rascal when he was thrown out cast out and he hit this earth and and went about trying to deceive and destroy he was always the accuser the deceiver and he always worked through anybody that let him work through him. He'll make you gossip on somebody before church time tonight if you let him. Yes, he will. You know how you, know how you can tell that he's, he's, he's still a devil? When the telephone rings. they said, have you heard about, he's still a the devil. They're fixing to try to get me in on this. Amen, amen. He is still the devil. And there is no way that you will out, ever outpace and outlive and get to the place say, well, glory, hallelujah, I don't have to worry about the devil anymore. Until Jesus comes, that you're dead and gone, I and mean, the devil will always be there. In the book of uh, 1 Samuel, chapter 7, I like this. Hallelujah. Uh, since there is a devil, I'm glad I know it. Since the devil is like he is, I'm glad I know how he is. Amen. If he's going to be around, I have, I'm glad I know he's around. Bible said here, The men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. This is 1 Samuel 7 and 11. Now 12. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Two things it says here. Number one, if you look on up, verse 4 and 5 of that chapter you see the children of Israel greatly plagued by the Philistines and they called upon Samuel said something needs to be done we we need some victory over these enemies and uh, Samuel called them all together and they fought a great war and God gave them the victory and the Bible says that Samuel set up a stone and he said this stone is a monument we've come this far here we are today here we are today and I want to set this stone here and I'm going to call the name of this place Eleazar, which means up to this point. Everybody say up to this point. Hitherto, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Now, what is the purpose of setting that stone there and naming it Eleazar? I'll tell you, it's not just to reflect on the past. You know what that, the benefit of that stone is? When you tie it in with Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. What this stone says is not only has he helped us up to this point, but since he never changes, he's going to help us from this point on. Amen. He is going to help us from this point on. Praise God. When you come and look at this and say, he helped us up to here and he never changes. Hallelujah. You can pick your head up and say, well, glory, He's going to help us the rest of the way also. And I want to tell you today, because God never changes, amen, you can stand and testify as to what He has done for you, and at the same time, you can have the faith and the courage that He's going to keep on doing that for you. Heather, too, up to this point. Hallelujah. Thank God that up to this point, has He brought you through some situations, has he taken care of some needs in your life? Has he been real good to you? Has he heard your prayer? Has he made a way for you? Praise God. There are some things that does not change. And the same God that brought you this far can bring you the rest of the way. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Amen. The Scripture said here that the Philistines were there. There is no time in the history of Israel with all the blessings, with all the power and the victory and everything else. There is no time in the history of Israel, that there was not Philistines. There was Philistines. When God gave the Israelites commandment to go into Canaan's land, He said, you will drive out the Canaanites, parasites, Edomites, all of these, and said, you will, you will destroy them, and said, you will drive back the Philistines. You'll drive them back. I read this this morning early, and I thought, every generation. Mothers and daddies, pray for your children. I know you do. The truth is, they're going to have to face the Philistines themselves. They're going to have to fight just like you had to fight. They're going to have to establish some perimeters in their life. They're going to have to stake out their claim. Hear me, this I will do, this I will not do. They will face the Philistines also. There'll be a struggle. Let me ask basically this is an adult class. Let me ask you, how many of you know, no matter whether your parents lived for God or didn't live for God, you are aware that you had to fight the devil and you had to conquer by the help of God for your own self. You had to decide what kind of person you were going to be. You had to decide the life that you were going to live. Amen, some of you had great godly parents and it looked like it would've just been a natural thing and it did help and it did make it easy. But you came to a place where you had to decide. You had to choose for yourself because the Philistines were there tempting you, opposing you, just like they were the generation past. And now the generation that's coming on. Pray for them. Pray for these teenagers. Pray for these boys and girls. Because the devil is still a devil... And he's still there and he's still around. And they're going to have to conquer it on their own by the help of God. Young men, young ladies, we're going to stand behind you and back you up. We're going to try to teach you right and encourage you. We're going to pray with you and help you. We're going to pray around the altars when you're weak. We're going to try to help you get strong. We're going to counsel with you and pray with you and encourage you every way that we can. Amen. But let me tell you, the devil is right out there. Amen. And He is going to come around. He is going to try His best on you just like He did the generation before you. And you have to conquer Him for yourself. But there's victory in the name of the Lord. I can tell you that every time Israel rose up against it and said, we're not going to put up with it. We're not going to be destroyed by the Philistines. We're not going to take it. We don't have to accept it. Amen. We're not going to allow them to destroy us. God always came to their rescue. And it is said of them, And God gave them victory over the Philistines. And God gave them victory and delivered them from the hand of the Philistines. You don't have to You don't have to go through a stage of smoking marijuana and drinking beer. You don't have to go through a stage of immorality. Amen. And living for the devil. You don't have to go through a stage of trimming your hair. Amen. And going places you don't know. The devil is a liar. Amen. There is victory in Jesus. Amen. And you can stand up and fight and resist. And it always will be. Praise God. It will always be said. And God gave them victory. And God gave them victory over the Philistines. Samuel won the victory for his generation. But you know what? Here comes Saul. Saul, it's the Philistines again. Sad to say Saul was not up to it. Saul had other priorities and he caved in to the pressure of the Philistines and died a horrible death at their hand. But the next generation came on. It's David's turn now. David walked out there and the Philistines stood there and challenged the armies of the living God. Have you ever felt like you were looking face to face with a destroyer of your soul? Have you ever felt that you it's your turn now? Amen. It's your turn now. It's you. And the devil's just looking at you. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll make a servant out of you. Amen. I'll feed your flesh to the fowls of the air. I'll scatter your character and your morals and your testimony Amen, I'll scatter it out. I'll make a shame and a disgrace out of you. Amen. He's a giant, and he's he's taken a lot of them. Praise God. But David stood there. He said, I will come against you in the name of the Lord. Praise God, and God will give me victory. Everybody say, God will give me victory. Wave your hands and say, God will give me victory. God will give me victory. God will give me victory. Praise God. And another generation had to slay their giant. Hallelujah. But God remains true. The Philistines don't change, but neither does God. Samson faced Him at every turn. You'll either conquer Him, overcome Him, Amen, or you'll become another one of His statistics. Praise God. But thank God we can set up a stone. Mothers and daddies... Amen. Set that stone in your life. Tell your children how God has helped you up to this point. Remind them how God has been true. How God has proven Himself faithful. He's never failed us. He's never failed us. He's never failed us. He's never failed us. He has never failed us. us. Praise God. He's never failed us. And He doesn't change. Hallelujah. We're here today as a monument. Eliezer up to this point God has helped us and I know he's going to help us tomorrow he's going to help us all this week amen whatever you face God will help you things that do not change amen trials and tribulations situations misunderstandings all of that it's going to happen you're going to face these things you're going to be strained and stressed you're going to become weary. You're going to be misunderstood. These things don't change. It's always been that way. People say, well, kids nowadays. Yeah, kids all days. I remember back, I could tell you, it, it's, just, it's just almost, uh, you can just, you just roll the calendar ahead and you just change the names, but the situations remain the same. We fought the same, same battles we fight now, we've always fought. Uh, I know we're living in the last days and there's some things that are unique to the end time. Understand that. But the devil has always been the devil. Hey Amen. Some people live for God and some don't. Some people will pay the price and some won't. Some people are serious about serving God and some people play around about it. And those who serve God, they make it. God comes through for us. I'm going to tell you, hey man! there's some victory stories that we can tell you around here. Not, not, It's not necessarily the ones that's had the easiest time that makes it. Praise God. But it's the one that won't quit. And I've never seen anybody, if they were determined, they wouldn't quit. Every one of them, 100% of the time, God makes a way. Brings them on through. Brings them on through. Brings them on through. Praise God. God is faithful to them. Hallelujah. And so we have have a, a great legacy. We have a lot to be thankful for. We don't sit here today wondering what the future holds. I'll tell you who holds the future. It's not a matter of uncertainty and we're we're just nervous wrecked. We don't know what's going to take place next. Praise God. We never did know what was going to take place next. I say we never did know what was going to take place next. But God always did. God always made a way. Praise God. You get down before God and seek the Lord. The answer's always there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand? Praise God. Bring the children out. Amen. Amen. Sister Glenda, brother... Uh, Greg, let's come get ready to be baptized. Hallelujah. I want us to pray and worship the Lord some here. Amen. Thank God that you know him. That he's a faithful God to you. Come on, children Amen. Your security is in God. Your hope is in him. Hallelujah. I bless the name of the Lord
1: and praise you.
0: I'm in glory to the Lord. Praise God. Bring the children out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. God is just the same. God is good and He's faithful. Amen. We just have to make up our mind, purpose in our heart. Hallelujah. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to do His will. Hallelujah. I will serve Him
1: because I love
2: Him has
0: given Sing it, Brother Anthony, please.
1: To me I was nothing before you found sing that part again. I will serve Him because I love Him. I will serve serve Him him because because I love love him. Him. You have given life to me. I i You have given life to me.
0: Say it one more time. we we'll get ready to baptize these folks.
1: Everybody be in prayer. Heart Your mind on the Lord. Hallelujah. Aches, broken pieces, wounded. Brother Mike, if you like saying something while we're getting ready, go ahead. Why you died on Calvary? Your touch is what I long.
2: appreciative to the fact that God is still drawing people with this same message that I received 46 years ago and I remember the day when I come to the place that these are at this morning to go down in water in Jesus name I'm glad it doesn't change I'm glad it's the same we can just have it handed down right on down still works I appreciate the revival in our church and I'd just like to encourage us, us be thankful to God for these that are coming. Amen. They don't have to go to that awful place. There's two places for us to go. We just want to face it. Amen. Let's get ready to get out of here. Ain't you glad for the Spirit of God this morning? The message that we heard this morning. How The Lord in here this morning. And I'd like to ask you just believe God for our brother as he comes out of that water. He's repented. I believe he has. He's talked to me extensively. And I believe when he comes out of that water, he can come out speaking in tongues. Let's help him believe this morning. Amen. Amen. That's the Bible way. Praise God.
0: Let's all believe God together, Brother Greg. Brother Greg, we baptize you in Jesus' name. You're repentant. God can fill you with the Holy Ghost right here. His Spirit just come upon you. Just yield to the Lord. Hallelujah. Just yield to God. Your mind's made up to serve the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: And it will give you, and it will give you, and it will give you the victory. Give God the glory. Give God the glory. Give God the glory, and he will give you, and he will give you, and he will give you the victory. Praise God. Let's
0: thank the Lord for it. Everybody worship the Lord being dismissed. Thank the Lord for it. Meet us in the prayer room this evening. Father, we love and praise and bless you and glorify you. Hallelujah, you, bring others, Lord, bring them in, save them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless all of you, visitors. Be back with us tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Don't forget first and second Sunday school class, 130, Riverland West.